0: Hey, everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com you get a savings certificate and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation free guaranteed savings, a hassle free experience, and a true car certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit truecar.com today.
1: You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. <laughs>
0: It's AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show! Cause you're the best, you're the best thing that ever happened to me, happened to me. The best
1: thing me. Thing Gladiators, this is the after Buzz, Buzz, Buzz TV Scandal After Show and we're going to have a quick moment of silence for James, James Novak. Alright, we can't have that much dead air <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was an extremely emotional episode. I'm pretty sure we all cried. I don't know if we yes, did, but I was crying. Um, it was just a lot to handle. And uh, this was season three, episode 14, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. As always, I am e. Milton Ennis Jr. I'm joined here with three other truly amazing gladiators, starting to my left with the hey. fabulous.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Cornelia. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia Stanley.
1: I'm Bam Erickson. And let's go ahead and get right into what happened. You know, um, they said the last week's episode was going to have the OMG moment, but I felt like we all think felt like this episode had way more OMG moments, especially that one which we'll get into, mm-hmm. um, but way more shocking and, you know, uh, I guess buzzworthy moments than what they were trying to push on us, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, the way that this episode opened, is one of those things where we knew it was coming, but it happened so fast. Like, as soon as it opens, it's shot, shot, bang. Like... And,
3: and the way it happened, because last week at the end, it just looked like Jake shot somebody, paused, mm-hmm. shot somebody. Right. But today we see there was running, run. and then that's when it got mm-hmm. sad. And I just want to apologize. Before, you know, I'm always like, yeah, someone so got to die, and somebody has to die. But when they actually do, I'm sad. So I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> because it, it. when it happens, then, you know. It's unfortunate. So I won't I won't do it like that anymore.
1: And it's like one of those things where you don't know what you have until it's gone. But at the same time, we saw a lot more of the dynamic between Cyrus and James' episode, which also could and I'm pretty sure is affecting the way that we feel as well.
2: Um, I and I, I definitely agree with you, and I think it's also true there was something about the pace of this episode that didn't feel forced. Even with the flashbacks, it seemed it seemed Basically that we were inside of Cyrus's head because all of a sudden you have this extremely traumatic experience, number one. Number two, he kind of touches upon it a little bit with with Liv at the end without saying it. There's a part of him that's thinking to himself, did I do this? Like, is it my fault? I.e., is it my fault because of Daniel Douglas or is it my fault because at one time I did try to call to have him killed? You know what I mean? So it would only be natural for him to actually be playing in his mind the fact that James, in fact, was the best thing that he ever had. So I think that that, the pace of that intertwined with the regular show, it took us us into the show so we were actually feeling. We weren't waiting to figure out what was going to happen. We weren't theorizing we were actually or at least let me rephrase that I was actually in the show and I was feeling the emotions as they were coming and at the end when Cyrus broke down I broke down like I was Bam looked at me like are you really crying that hard? Like I was all sniffling like like, (laughs) ugly crying (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's an emotional episode
4: um well for me I didn't like the as much as I appreciated the flashbacks so you can get a more in-depth feel for Cyrus and James' relationship, it also turned me off because I got to see uh, how they got together, how how forceful James was trying to... Uh, the way he basically got with Cyrus. And so it made me dislike him.
2: Expand upon that a little yeah. bit. It, Sorry, Emil.
4: <laughs> um, from when he came and on the bus, how he... I felt like there are there were a lot of times James was very forceful. He was forceful. Um he he was very forceful when he was trying to get with him. He was very forceful um when trying to um making them choose between his boyfriend the president and then his relationship. I just I felt he was too forceful. I'm, I'm going for to pull up Sophia for me. I'm going to pull Sophia
1: and cut you off on purpose. Go ahead. Uh I do not like it. I I'm going to have to disagree with you completely because um, as a gay man um, I completely and then maybe that's why I got so emotional with this episode but uh, when you were in the closet for so long and you feel like you feel like there's no way to come out and you have uh, you have this big career you're always focused on your career you're worried about what people would think and for somebody like Cyrus to be in that position to have somebody like James come along like my boyfriend came along and somebody who can help you, who can truly help you express yourself. Uh, there were so many times in this episode where he said, you know, I'm not your dirty little secret. And a lot of times in culture and society, they try to make it seem as if this is something that some type of disease, like Sally Langston even tries to put off sometimes. And it's not a disease, it's some, a way that you feel this innate feeling that you've, you've felt since you were born. And to have somebody come along and like truly... Truly, truly care about you And want to help you be the best person And not hide who you are I don't think he was really forcing I feel like it was more He was enabling him to be The best that he could be, the best Cyrus That he could be And the scene where we dealt with that And then also how Fitz was so Kind And such a friend Like We just saw so many different sides of people In this episode that it really made me Appreciate the writing on this show made me appreciate Shonda Rhimes for even putting the character and that whole storyline in there getting to see that because we've seen it was already a big deal for Shonda to put this type of character in there but to go behind the scenes and see like how how they got together and like the inner workings of a gay man and how I don't know it's just a really emotional episode for me and I'm just sad to see James go now.
3: No it was definitely like you said Shonda Rhimes the way she plants her characters it's not a mistake like she does you can tell this isn't almost it's not a mistake she does this on purpose to get people to see because a lot of times when we watching James and Cyrus we don't remember that they're gay like we don't know this we just think they're just like a couple so for us to see the backstory of their relationship I don't really think it was forceful I would call it persistent because if you've ever been courted by a man or a woman because women do court some men or if you know vice versa that's what it is. It's I'm courting you. I'm pursuing you. You may not be, your eyes may not be open to it, but you're going to see. And I'm going to show you what it's like for me to be in your space. So I take it as more of a persistent courting. But
4: You court once the two are, t- okay, no. I'll no.
2: and I love and that. You I'm court actually,
3: beforehand. You got to court somebody. I completely an Old school courting. You court yeah. from the, the minute you meet them and have it in your mind that you want them in your life to the day that they're no longer in your life.
2: And I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of what both Emil and Keneally are saying is I think that unfortunately that's actually maybe what's wrong today regardless of the type of relationship is that we're very unclear with what we want mm-hmm. which is very different that I think James was clearly saying I like you. Do you like me? Right? He told him about his beard and he basically said hey I noticed you actually look better and then he laid out his heart to him, and basically when Cyrus seemed as if he didn't respond, he said, oh, I'm really sorry. He was respectful, and then he backed off. And something that Emil said, I want to just repeat again in mirror, I think the important aspect of love is that someone truly sees you, number one. Someone truly sees when you're crying out and you're hurt, and someone sees how to potentially make it better. They are very deliberate on this show. When we were first introduced to Cyrus in the flashback, he was disheveled. He was grumpy. He was lonely. He was divorced. He was literally hiding the true nature of who he was. After James, he is this dynamic, robust, in-control person. Why? Because he no longer has a secret. The entire essence of this show Mm -hmm. is how much not living your 100% true self by keeping that secret every day you lose a part of who you are. And so I think that it really was a true sign of love in him having enough courage to say to another human being, "Hey, I like you. I don't just like kind of like you. I like really like you. I think we have something here." And I think the scene even with the inauguration, think about how important that is for you not to be able to be somewhere as major as that with the person you love simply because of your gender?
1: With other Republicans.
2: With other uh, Republicans. Yeah. And I think that the way that the show does it, they do throw a sense of humor in there. Do you know what I mean? Because literally first, what second people stop and they go, wait a minute, and then what happens? You realize it's not a big deal. It's two people dancing, like two other people dancing. You continue dancing, you have a good time. So I think that for me... Again, I've always been extremely flip about James. And for me, this episode was so perfectly crafted. Because not only, I think, was it about James, but more importantly, it was about Cyrus. And I think it's so easy for us to think of Cyrus as a soulless person. And that he, no matter what, and he said it last episode, James was the best part of him. Like, the best part of him loved James. And for me, it was extremely sad to see him go. I
1: think uh, the funny thing is how it went kind of back to the season. Well, remember season one when James was... Well, not James. Uh, Cyrus was in the garden. <laughs> and, and he was talking about how unhappy he was in the garden. And it was funny how when this moment happened, yes, there was that spilling and state of shock. But he immediately wanted to get back to work. And mm-hmm. nobody was surprised he wanted to go back to work. Because what did you want him to do? Like, just sit there and mourn? But I was a little put off by the fact that why would you surround him with all the flowers in but the But you office? know what it is,
2: though? And um, I, I, I don't know... This is going to sound weird, but people don't know what to do.
3: Yeah, they don't.
2: And I think that even in the same way that Ethan was having his own emotion and couldn't kind of take a moment to think, well, what's Cyrus going through? I think that people just think, like, I'm going to avoid the situation, right? And I think that sometimes that's actually ironically what Cyrus was doing. So because Cyrus was avoiding the situation, everyone else was just kind of going about business as usual, because I think they didn't know what else to do.
3: And what do you do? Let's it, say they didn't put the flowers in the office. Then Cyrus is gonna be like, so nobody cared.
4: Right. True. It's one of those things where, if the funeral's at the church and you bring the flowers to the funeral, or you bring them to the home. That office is Cyrus' home. True.
1: Technically, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. So. <sighs> well, um, with the the whole situation though, live went right in and stepped in as a friend. She let Cyrus do his thing, and immediately, Cyrus wanted to say that they needed to, you know, take the reins, because Sally's gonna try to do the gun lobbying and try to take that. Um, were you surprised though with Sally? Because at first no 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 I was gonna say at first I thought maybe she was being genuine but <laughs> I said something
2: I can't repeat on, on air no Sally's back
3: the old Sally is back yeah. yeah those three episodes she had where she was down in the dumps because mm-hmm. Daniel Douglas died oh no 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 oh she's back she didn't she was back on her game
1: Well,
2: let's- but you know what though there's a part of me though that literally there's a part of me that has respect for her and it, respect in the same point that like she's a gangster Right, And then there's a part of me that's like, are you out your mind? And I know I thought she wasn't crazy before, and now I actually think she's crazy. Because it's like, so again, you're going to run against the president of the United States of America while you're his vice president. Not quit and think you're going to use Air Force Two? You must be crazy. No, 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 seriously? And that's why when he was like, oh, we're turning around, she's like, what's going on? It's like, yeah, thank you. Like, did you forget I'm the president? And she needs to pay for her own gas. Thank you.
3: Put the gas in (laughs) yourself, Sally.
4: There's still signs for me that Sally is still, she's become
1: totally another person. She's on the dark side.
3: yeah,
1: Totally still. You know what's funny though? Um, How, maybe this is the reason why James was so into the science and like researching because did you notice when they had the first meeting his first article is covered Doyle, Mm -hmm. Hollis Doyle's influence. Mm -hmm. That's randomly passed by my mind. And then, me being the, I don't know, I started to think, oh well, did Cyrus get with James? Where I started to have negative reasons, like oh. thinking. But then, as I saw it progress, I was like, okay. I was like, oh please, please don't tell me this was a relationship where Cyrus was already bad from the start. No,
4: but- <laughs> I think you can. I think you can tell that there was a um, there was a, a connection, or as, mm-hmm. as when kids they call it love gum, yeah. where there's like that. Sorry, <laughs> uh, right. I think that's so cute. Uh, <laughs> love gum, where where there's there's the connection mm-hmm. and. James, if, if I, okay, if I don't, I won't say so I'll use the term that you use, but he was, he was very persistent, and it's just kind of one of those things where he knew he can keep going there because he knew that the connection was there, and when, um, I just lost my train of thought, what were you going to say?
2: Well, I'll, I'm going to piggyback off of that because I think that was very appropriate because... Exactly. It, it's it's hard for us sometimes to see Cyrus as anything other than who he is, but it was nice because it was, to me, a genuine interaction where from the minute, you know, even know the minute James said it, whenever you get you just jump right in, mm-hmm. the minute he turned, like, he was about to respond to the reporter like, whatever. Did you notice him pause for a second? Yeah, he he was like, ooh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why the banter they were having back and forth, and that's why I think because, you know, what's the term? Like, no one can dance with you unless you dance back with them. You got to be invited to the dance. That's what they were doing. Like, if someone doesn't give you something to play off of, it right. doesn't work. So and,
4: I know, and I know what I was going to say. when 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 James approached Cyrus... You know, Cyrus still had that same Cyrus that you see then when he basically put him down and was like, yeah, your little job. You know, <laughs> he was very much Cyrus then, and he's very much Cyrus now. And but then,
2: then he had read his article, and his right. little know-nothing paper. till the very yeah. end. And yeah. he made him shave his neck yeah. beard. Mm.
1: That
4: was I mean, cute. I mean, he and looked exactly. horrible. He did. He did. <laughs> so shave you
2: know. all year no. <laughs>
4: But I, they had to do that to try and make Cyrus right. look younger. Right. But uh. some people... We had a conversation with someone on Twitter where they were trying to downplay um, James's job and his worth. Yeah. And if you watch this, if you watch this episode, you know, James, I don't call him an opportunist, but he was he's very he's very good at what he does. And he's very smart. and He's very intelligent. And just the way that he was coming at Cyrus when they were um, when they were in the on the bus James was a smart guy. He was a smart guy. He was very intelligent. And, even and the you way you can't he, down you can't downplay his worth. They was like, well, the only reason that he's a pre, you know his position is because of Cyrus. And no, I think, I think he I think he earned his way up there. Not even the way you would uh,
1: position the questions, like when you yeah. said, "Why hasn't Fitz talked about marriage equality yeah. when, <laughs> when you're gay?" Clearly, yeah. 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 Um,
2: when he's a gay chief of staff, right?
1: Yeah. But let's talk about before we go into these other topics. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that final scene. Um, when cyrus finally breaks down because cyrus and and this is this is a for anybody in this show just like the first time we saw olivia really cry cyrus is one of those people where like you said sometimes you forget he truly does have a soul and so to have a moment like this where even in spite of what he's going through he says no no i'm gonna do this i'm gonna read this
2: and i think that and for me it was also too that He felt like it was his duty Um. as his husband, because here you have this new press secretary who's incompetent. He can't have the person who literally basically, quote unquote, closes the case and puts closure and also finality on the fact that his husband has died. Mess it up with the press. I'm
1: sorry. I need to get my bearings together. Yeah. <laughs> right do right. You
2: know what I mean? Like I haven't right. gotten to that point yet. Like I'm still yeah. reading, like yeah. I don't really know what went what, what went on. So for me in that moment, I literally was like, it's it's like anyone has to do You know, it's like it was in essence equivalent to his eulogy. Like mm-hmm. he had to, regardless yeah. of
4: it's no different than if you have to bury your loved one or if you have to mm-hmm. sing that song because you um because your mom or your dad or your whatever, you know, wanted you to sing and it's really hard. They made me for, sing it every funeral. For me for me I thought that scene for I thought that scene for Cyrus was great yeah. because he finally had his moment to just let it out. I, you know, I, I'm a TV person, but think about when when uh, when James died on Good Times. Think about when Bree Van oh, husband died. You know, you have to let you have to finally let it out. No yeah. matter no matter if you're in front of people or if you're or if you are by yourself. There's a moment when, you know, you try and be strong and you try to keep everything in, but there's a moment where you just. You 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 have no um, you have no control and you just have to let it go. True,
2: and maybe I don't have a good memory, but I feel like unlike previous shows I've watched, and I can't recall one at the moment, there was a guttural reality in the way that he broke down. Normally, people don't like. He started to wail. Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that there was a there was a rawness there that literally like the moment he started crying, I started crying. But then it's almost like he wailed. It was like an unnatural sound. It was literally like it's because someone has died. Like, Mm -hmm. think about it. We have all cried before. But death is another it's it's completely different. Like, it's literally that someone, you will no longer see them again. They're going to another dimension. And literally, that's what we felt. Like, if anyone, whether or not you, you're, you're spiritual or whether or not you believe in mysticism or whatever it is, obviously, they're, you know, in, quote-unquote, 2,000 years ago, they believed in an underworld. That's, to me, what I heard in his wailing. It was like that underworld, guttural, just... He was unaware of what was going on, and all he knew was an immense sense of loss that he knew could never be fixed. And anyone who's lost someone, you learn to deal with that pain, but the pain never goes away. And ironically, what's worse is when you start to learn to deal with it. That actually sometimes is worse than in the moment thinking that you can't deal with it. And that's what I felt from him, and it— it it like it wrenched me in a way that was pure. It was authentic and it was real.
4: I also thought James's final moment. Oh, no. I
2: thought was, oh,
4: my I thought gosh. that was I thought that was a uh, I thought it was a great moment. And um, you know I can't help it because I'm an actor, but I just thought that the way how,
2: how hard is that? Like, kind of break that down for us because I'm not an actor, so I kind of don't know what that means. So, kind of go into a little bit more detail for us, if you could so, so
4: his. So his final moments, basically, when he was on the ground, he's he, he he's he's in blood, and and uh, and um, Jake is basically saying, "I'm going to stay here with you." You know, <clears throat> you you have to really put yourself in a in a in a position where you feel like you've lost. And you're about to die. You just there's just there, there's something that you have to literally you have to put yourself in this in this character's position, and you have to think this is the end. And you do whatever you have to do. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's it's not real tears. Sometimes it's fake and You do certain things, but you know because he is an Emmy award winning yeah. actor, um, I thought he I thought and he it, nailed that scene. I thought he was brilliant,
2: well, and he proved it because you saw both fear and and um like um gratefulness mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. like you felt fear because you know that this man just killed you mm-hmm. and obviously even when he was mumbling and and Jake realized he was trying to ask for, about his daughter and he's like she's safe she's mm-hmm. safe but then there was also that gratefulness that he didn't have to die by himself and the way that Jake coaxed him there I don't even know this that was eerie
3: to me that mm-hmm. Jake's position was eerie to me like it was in theory it was comforting mm-hmm. but for him to to be able to do that that shows that he's, he was, he's able to completely separate himself from real life and his job and that's not an easy thing to do. One day you wake up in your command, you still have your, your human sense about you, yourself you're still a person and you still have feelings and even with his monologue talking about being alone, he knows what it's like to be alone. So for him to be able to separate himself in that moment and watch a man die that you just saw, that you shot, and to be there, like, kind of like a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when doctors are... Doctors can't really show emotion. They can't break down in front of the patient. Mm-hmm. They can't show you that they're feeling the same thing that you, you feel. It was almost kind of like that, and it was kind of eerie to me, because he's still new to the job. Like, that was... I was... That creeped me out, man. That really creeped me out. No, you
2: you want to go? Right. I, I, it It creeped me out, but I think that there was accountability. And mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm seeing throughout this episode that I think there's so many things that we do in this world that we're only aware of or privy to like the first layer, right? So we never think what it means, right? So whether or not that's the president of the United States of America having to send troops to defend democracy, whether or not that is you know even something as innocuous as, you know, throwing a paper cup you know, out of the window, right? It, it, it kind of doesn't matter. Like, everything has a ripple effect. But I think that there was an aspect of accountability that he basically realized, I made the choice, regardless of whether or not I can rationalize it, to take this person's life, number one. Number two, I had to do it in the manner that I did it to make it look like a carjacking. That's why he took out the second gun. I was questioning why did he shoot Vanessa and Shelby with one gun, but then shoot um, James mm-hmm. with another gun. That he was taking full accountability for that, so he had enough honor, if you kind of think about it from a concept of war, that despite the fact that we're on opposite sides, I still respect you because you were in this fight with me. Um, but I mean, I think we could we could kind of go on and on, and we'll definitely come back to it. But one of the things that we like to do here um, at AfterBuzz TV is to give you an opportunity to join the discussion, to join the dialogue. And one of the best ways that you can do that is by going to iTunes.com. So all you have to do is go to iTunes.com and you type in AfterBuzz TV Scandal um and all of our podcasts will come up all of our podcasts from season one season two as well as season three and you can comment so you can join the conversation you can rate and you can subscribe and by subscribing what you can do is once you subscribe the minute our podcasts are available they will immediately pop up on your laptops or your smartphones or your tablets or however um you listen to us so again just go to itunes.com after buzz tv scandal and you'll get all of our podcasts and make sure to tell a friend
1: and while you're online, I'm sure you guys have all heard about Hulu. Um, well, Hulu.com is cool, but let me tell you about Hulu Plus, which is so much more. Um, with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And you can watch your favorite shows like SNL, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. And of course, Scandal. <laughs> um, and you can watch every episode of shows like Lost. You know, I never actually watched Lost, and I wanted to watch it so bad. Law and Order, SVU, <laughs> Doctor Who, and Community. And you can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Mask, which actually looks really good. Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. You'll also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content.
3: That's right, Emil. And for only $7.99 a month, you can catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want. Wherever you want So right now you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks When you go to HuluPlus.com Slash AfterBuzz That special offer is for our listeners So make sure you use the HuluPlus.com Slash AfterBuzz So you can get the extended free trial And they know we sent you So again Go to HuluPlus.com Slash AfterBuzz right now For your extended two week Free trial guys can't beat it. Can't beat it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it later.
1: Right. If I didn't already have Hulu Plus, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into B613. Um, this episode, like I said, we got to see a lot of uh, different characteristics, and dynamics, and we were complaining. It was probably last week about Jake, and even still, I still don't necessarily see him as command. And I, I don't do. know. I do now. I do now, but still not wholly. Um, But I I don't know. But maybe it will come later. But for right now, I still don't see him really as command. And we were questioning, you know, why is command going out? And in this episode, for example, dumping the bodies, why is he the one going out in the shooting? But when he was talking to Liv, he pretty much summed it up and said, or was he talking to Liv?
2: Yes, because mm-hmm. yeah. she came and questioned yes, yes, yes. him. When
1: he was talking to Liv, he said, you know, because um, she was saying, you're no different than my father, you're turning into him. He said, no, I am different because the difference is instead of putting soldiers in a hole and putting them out into the battlefield, I'm doing it myself to make sure you got it. So, I mean.
2: And I can I say something? Yeah. I literally was like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I've been like, this is messy. I don't yeah. know why he's doing this. Da, 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 da. Like, I was literally, that's how I founded last week. And then he gave an answer that showed that he had a level of honor that I didn't even consider, and I thought, oh. Yeah. What
1: I, was going sh- to,
2: I was like, why is he shoveling in his clothes? Well, I still
1: agree with that, though. Why Why would you bury their, the bury the bodies? There has to be another way. Well,
2: also, why do you bury them together? Yeah, that, right. Because yeah. that's messy to me.
1: But, like, anytime you bury bodies, there's just no way, really, that you can like you can't put a fresh patch of grass on there oh, to make you
2: yeah, it... yeah. and i and i literally when we were watching uh, when we were watching i literally was like oh who's watched breaking bad and then Camelia was uh, immediately was like um hello yes acid in a little container he yeah. sent it far far away put a sticker on the side and
4: put it <laughs> and send it for me a biohazard <laughs> for me the, um, when jake and olivia was having a conversation shut up liv you <laughs> can't not you can who the hell do you think you are where you think you can just go up to people and just demand answers from everybody this man has a job okay whether if you like it or not she may have he may have a job that your dad has but he took the job he, that's his responsibility stop being so damn nosy and stop asking all the questions and let this man do his job you don't have the right just because you're playing a uh, a uh, play boyfriend that you can demand answers from this boy from this man you wouldn't do that to your dad it's just like have a seat sit down shut up No
3: no no she did, she, do, it she did dad, do it to her, her Remember, dad. She yeah. used to always be like, that <laughs> Yeah. And she would give him that whole speech. You, you don't
1: know. work by the Smithsonian. Yeah, and he would go
3: at her. Yeah. I kind of predicted she was going to do that as soon as I knew she was going to... I figured she was going to find out. But my whole issue is stop comparing people to your dad. Because everybody Olivia meets that going forward is always going to go back to her dad. And that's what girls do. And
4: so what if... And, and now, thank you for, for bringing that up. But and she was like, well, you know, you're just like my dad. So damn It's his job. He has to do what he has to do. And I'm glad that she had the conversation with her dad. And her dad finally... Hat or oh, is that time to talk about? Well, oh no no no!
2: I'm 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 yeah. saying that that's my emotional release from yeah. that scene that, was that, that I'm mean. exhaling.
1: We'll lead up to that before we even get there, though. David, in the beginning, because we didn't touch on this, but he was sitting right there, saw two people get shot, and his friend James. They worked on a lot of projects together recently. You know, conniving, manipulating, um, trying to figure out this whole white hat situation. Um, to see one of your friends try to run away and get shot right there. Um, and then to pretty much have an ultimatum either you're with me or you're not it's
3: a lot to handle even if that wasn't his friend to see anybody die you can get hit by a car it doesn't matter how that's something that you, you're not prepared to see think about it he was just on the corner meeting with them talking, planning to try to you know come out with the information and all of a sudden Jake rolls up shoots two people next to you and then you see James running and he shoots him in the back like that you can't prepare yourself for that I, mean, I don't care who you are. You can't. It's
1: crazy. Just in James or in David's situation, like, I just can't imagine, like, and the the terror that he has to feel and how you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it. And that's why I felt for Abby. Because, and, you know, Abby has that sixth sense where she knows, anybody who's in a relationship knows when something's wrong with their partner. And Abby was like, tell me something's wrong. We don't do these lies anymore. And David had that Chinese wall like Olivia had just for his his safety, her safety, everybody's safety around him. But
2: But I think it proves that. And again, I think this is the difference between pure and honest love, someone who loves you cannot allow you to carry that burden by yourself, Mm -hmm. because then you're not safe. Because you're in the midst of terror, whether or not you're going through post-traumatic stress, you're possibly not thinking clearly. By involving Abby, Abby then involved Olivia, and Olivia was able to convince him, you need to protect yourself. Right? Without that, he probably wouldn't have convicted the guy. And then he would have been dead. And he's not thinking about the ripple effects that that has. And I think that Again, if anyone's forceful, it was Abby, but I wouldn't even say, what was a word you would use earlier in the episode regarding James? Forceful. 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 If she's forceful, then in this instance, forceful is a positive and not a negative word, because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. I think it's kind of comparable to, and I can't remember which episode it was, but the first time that we kind of post the sexual assault with Melly mm-hmm. and Fitz and her are having that conversation, right? What did we talk about? We talked about the fact that how could Fitz not have any kind of meaningful conversation with her or what's wrong? Notice how even though Abby was kind of, kind of saying, no, 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 we don't lie, we don't lie, then she stopped. Mm-hmm. She put her hands on his face and she looked at him and she said, I love you. You are my heart. We don't do this. What is wrong? Mm -hmm. That moment, I think, again, takes the rest of the world away. And it basically says that no matter what, as long as we're together, we can get through this. That shows they love each other, Mm -hmm. which is exactly the opposite of how Melly and Fitz interact with each other. Ironically, and I know I'm going to get heat for this. (laughs) It's also the same way, or it's not the same way, as Fitz and Olivia deal with one another. They actually never go there. They yell, they're, they're forceful with one another, they're persistent with one another, but they never stop and really go to that inner part of what everyone is afraid of. Someone's afraid of something, right? So whether or not it's literally a man with a gun... Or whether or not it's someone not loving you or not being successful or whatever your fear is. Everyone's afraid of something. The only way you get through life is knowing that you have someone to go through life with so that you're not so afraid. Literally and figuratively someone to hold your hand. And I think that's what it showed with Abby. Even though she kind of seems like she's like, ah! (laughs) That moment when she just held him that was a moment of reality and that was a moment of intimacy where she basically was like, we're in this together no matter what.
1: And then what do you think? Because Abby then goes to Olivia to tell her the information that Olivia already knows, she already knows. Right?
2: But at first I was like, no. Even right? though I'm just talking out of the other side of my mouth, I was like, oh my God, you can't tell Olivia.
1: But, but she already, she already knew. knew. And then after that, Olivia, we have this scene with Olivia and David, and they're pretty much talking about how, they're going to save humanity. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. But instead of taking down Jake, they want to take down B-613, which David was like, oh, so you don't, <laughs> you don't want me to go on a suicide mission and take down Jake, but you want me to take down the whole organization. So, how did you, what did you feel about that?
3: Right there, that's when I kind of was like, whoop, on the part of David. Because how many times has Olivia sent David up you-know-what's creepy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like I, He's in this place right now. He's afraid. He's very afraid. He doesn't know what to expect. He's on the cusp of doing the right thing, the thing that he thinks is right, and the thing that he's been told to do. But David, go back to when you lost your job and you were teaching at that stanky old high school, mm. this mm. was because of Olivia. your friend Olivia. Yeah. So for him, for us looking in, it's like, okay, yeah, they can do it together because they both, you know, have, you know, good inside of them, they want to do good. But for David, is he going to trust Olivia? And is something going to happen that makes her flip the script on David again? Because if something approach, if, if uh, opportunity approaches itself, where she has to save somebody at the cost of David, then David's gonna. I mean, then I, okay, he's just gonna, gonna, gonna have go, to fall by the wayside.
2: I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to go there for a second. Um, no, actually, forget it it was going to be I think I, I, <laughs> no because I was basically I, I can't figure out my, my whole thought process but basically I feel like on some levels he had no choice yeah, he did. Yeah. and the reason he had no choice is specifically because of the scene with Abby and in so much as and I, I don't know maybe it's like too much death conversation but one of the ways to prevent people from committing suicide is them knowing that other people love them And that other people will be affected. In essence, if David didn't send McCollum or whatever his name is away, he would, in essence, be committing suicide. Right. Right? Because Mm -hmm. he knows Jake is going to kill him. So in that moment, he has a choice. Right? So by Olivia sitting next to him, right? Because at first it was Abby, but then it's Olivia. It's basically letting him know that his death won't be an isolated incident, if that makes sense, like other people will be affected. David, if anything, really wears the white hat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And David would never, David couldn't think to himself, I'll sacrifice myself. Cause I wear the white hat that proudly that I'm willing to be a martyr, but not if it literally leads to the death of other people, even if that death is only an emotional death. Right. And I think that kind of was the closure of the scene with Abby, of live sitting down. Because even though she was like, oh, we can take down B-613, if you look at her body language, it was as a friend. Mm-hmm. The words coming out of her mouth were business as usual, but her body language was more as a friend. Like, I-, I can't let you do this. Like, I can't. Like, you have to live. You have to be alive. And again, even she was saying, we, we have to live. We have to be alive. That kind of connection to something else, I feel like, yeah, he had no other choice but to But not for me. Up to die.
4: For me, David... It's one of those things where when you've been stabbed in the back so long, even when you see the sincerity and the, the the person who stabbed you so many times, you can see the sincerity but for me I would still kind of have hesitations because yeah. she's done so much and then the fact that when David blurted and just confessed his guts to Abby, boom, the second around she goes and blabs it to, to live and it's I don't know, I he's
3: I want David to watch his back. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Because Thank you. in tradition with the show, when David relies on Olivia...
1: He gets screwed.
3: He gets screwed. Nobody else... People get burned, but he always is the one that takes the biggest hit. Everybody else, you know, stuff happens or whatnot, but David is the one who... Olivia, because she's walking the line and she has, she wants to save everybody, somebody has when you want to save everybody somebody has to drown. It always happens you got two hands and if you want to save five people, guess what? You got to figure out how to save five people with two hands. Sometimes you can only get four. You know what I mean? Somebody got to drown So, in this case is it going to be David again?
1: But on the flip side even when she does like burn him all the things, she does try to reconcile the situation. And but the way he, she codes about to send it is not. Edible arrangement <laughs> but okay, what, is, what, is,
4: what, is, what was she What's supposed to do? <laughs> but okay, let's, let's
2: be real. What was she supposed to do? Give me another scenario. Because in this and, and, instance, I thought that she was spot on. Yeah.
3: No, in this instance, she was spot on. And I think her intentions are always well, but she always lets David fall by the wayside. I think her intentions are always pure. But just because you got pure intentions, don't mean the stuff is always going to work out the way you want to. And in David's case, it always doesn't work out in his favor. You want to know why? Favor.
2: And I'm going to talk out of the exact opposite side of my mouth than I normally do as it pertains to Olivia. These are all adult human beings who are fully capable. Just because I save you or I give you an option doesn't mean I have to continue to hold your hand.
3: That's like, do, but, I, do, I get it, but that's I mean? like being like, don't commit suicide, I'm going to be here for you the whole step of the way. And then two weeks later, you would be like, <laughs> I found it. I'm moving to Connecticut. Well, no, but true. But, but, and,
2: but also on some of those, okay, and I, I think yeah, that's a great we, analogy, but then, okay, buck up. Does that make sense? And basically realize, okay, cool. Like, how do I actually either find real friends or let me put some money together and go see someone and figure out how to get past this? Because there's a certain aspect of when you lean on, and I know I'm talking, I'm like, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, I can hear myself arguing with myself. It's almost, if, you, if you're if you not a whole person, you're never going to be able to stand up on your own, right? So I think that there's a certain aspect of David that he has to say, even in that moment, well, what do, what do I live for? Does that make sense? Am I willing to die to let this truth be, be out? Because is it really? Like, what What am I really going to do? So for some people, they would choose. Like, okay, let um, Command kill me. The story's still not going to get out, but at least I didn't. I wasn't a party to this cover-up. Some other people would basically be like, just in the same way the analogy that Joe Morton, um, Rowan, was making with Olivia. The soldier doesn't have a choice because someone else is going to do it. Someone else is going to do it. Like, it's already been done. You actually are not the one who put this plan in motion. If anything, it was actually James who put this whole thing in motion. It was James who brought it to him originally. Think about it. Granted, he ended up getting the tape, but it was James who was the initial catalyst for this whole Daniel Douglas, the VP, and Cyrus killed that killed him and covered it up, mm-hmm. right? What is he supposed to do?
3: No, he. The, what he did was correct, but he needs to have the one eye open because at the end of the day... Whoever gets burned, to me, it always seems like it's David by the same person.
2: Okay. better. ain't
3: I, mean, I, agree I mean, like, it's always him. He, yeah. He's always the one that gets the, the kick in the pants.
1: Well, let us know what you think online. We talked about continuing the conversation, so we're going to continue that conversation Especially
2: offline with Joe Morton and right. Rowan, because I need to go on Twitter every
1: line. I hope you guys are tweeting me. We want to talk about those two scenes. I want to talk about the scene with Rowan. I want to talk about the scene with Huck and Quinn. So with Rowan, though, it was nice because Olivia, and I don't know how I feel about this. Olivia, you know, has these moments where she wants people to be what she needs at that very moment. If Olivia says, I need you to be my fake boyfriend, I need you to do that. I need you to be my father. And um, in that scene, she said, I need you to be my real father, my regular dad. Just be here for me. But I still like Rowan's approach, how he was real with her. But he's like, I'm not, I don't think you're expecting me to be some, oh live everything's gonna be okay. Like, he was still, he was still rowing. he was still...
2: 183.
1: Oh my gosh. Like, that scene, and you were talking about his acting, that's a freaking master class right there, but like, his acting is just so raw and real when you're watching him. Like, there's some actors, and I've talked about this before, there's some actors you watch them, you're like, Oh, damn, I still remember in that show. And, like, you constantly think about their other roles. But in this particular role that he's in, you don't think about, oh, that's Joe Moore. you're like, oh, my God, Rowan is a beast. Like, yeah, seriously, you just get engaged. And-,
2: and it was the first time that it seemed as if he was giving some level of empathy to Jake. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're going to punish him? Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, you have no idea. He goes, yeah, no, I, fine, because the lines are just amazing.
1: Being the hand of God is already the worst punishment in the world. And I was like, whoa. Like, just... And Olivia needs to hear things like that, because a lot of times, Olivia, I hate to say it, but she does act a little selfish, like everything revolves around her. Like, it's her world, and if something's wrong with her, everybody needs to deal with how to fix her, even though she fixes everybody else. And I
2: think it's it's also that she views everything as very black and white. White. Mm -hmm. Like, she views everyone as monsters. Can't there be shades of gray at the same point that... People are doing their job just in the way that arguably you bend the law. Why? For the greater good. They also think that they're doing things in the greater good. You are going to see something, bad? Yeah. I,
4: um, I like that after he broke down and basically said, this is a job. You have to deal with it. But then, then he said to her, now we do what we do. Now you go ahead and do what you do. And the way he put his hand um, on her, mm-hmm. um, on her hand, he basically assured her that although we have to do what we have, although we do what we do do what you have to do. Um, do what I kind of like raged you to be or whatever. And he held her hand. He comforted her. And that was a great way to wrap up.
2: Yeah. And I, let hum- me see if I can nice. if I can get the quote. <clears throat> everyone is worth saving. In the face of darkness you drag everyone in the light. That is the point. At least I think that is the point of you.
1: Mm-hmm. That was just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost cried right there. Probably yeah, no, I probably teared up. I did but tear up. I'm a dork. Like just to see that moment between them. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, am I done now?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, he really is. He's like, "Am I finished?" Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's an emotional scene, and of course, we can't leave without talking but about. But real quick, just yeah. real quick,
2: I actually am changing my tune on Olivia. Even though she may be selfish, I like it. I think there's nothing wrong with asking. It is not my job. That's right. No, it is not my job to, to to kind of coddle you or whatever. It's my job to teach you how to treat me. Right. Or what I need. Right? And I think she's clearly articulating. Whether or not it's with Jake or with Fitz or whatever. She's like, I need you to be my real dad. Can you do that? If not, okay, cool. Bye. Right. Do you know what I mean? With <laughs> Jake, I need you to be my fake boyfriend. Can you do that? With Fitz, I need you to be my real whatever boyfriend, not in Vermont in some fantasy land. I need you to be what we are here. Right here. I need that. I like
1: it. I like it, too. Good point. <laughs> now, we had, <laughs> oh. we had two passionate scenes, and then we'll wrap up. Oh. So do you guys... <laughs> Let's
2: go with it. Which way do we want to go, go first?
1: Okay, we're going to do Melly and okay. Andrew first, because yeah. then we'll go into the OMG what the... Yeah. Okay, so Melly and Andrew are on the trail trying to deal with the gun lobbying, and we have this moment where, um, first, you guys wrap up a great point you about that?
3: So, Melly, we saw that Melly can actually shoot. Andrew was not that good. They had a moment outside where they were practicing, preparing for their meeting or the schmooze, the schmooze <laughs> wine and dine outside with the people that they went to see. The gun <laughs> lobby. Right. So, if you remember season two, Mellie was really upset and up in arms when she thought that Fitz called Olivia out to the woods with her to go shooting. And she was saying, I can't, like, why didn't you ask me to go <laughs> shoot with you? So, the, you know, we were like, oh, whatever, Melly." But now what we're seeing and what i took from it is Andrew is really doing the things with Melly that Fitz doesn't do, don't won't do and doesn't want to do. So now all of these voids we're watching all of these voids be filled by Andrew
2: with Melly and mm-hmm. we saw it play out.
1: We saw it play we out. Saw it play out.
2: What was the line he said to her when they cause they and again it's like they have a very there's a certain aspect of their interaction is very much like Olivia and Fitz. Remember when they were at where were they? Like they were at oh. the equivalent of Camp David. Remember? Yeah. Well, the first time we used to see and and Liv and Fitz were planning the, the um the State of the Union address and they would go back and forth or whatever. That's basically what we were seeing with Andrew and Melly in terms of the gun lobbying and he's like, What, you're not in support of a three day um uh, uh wait list and she's like, No, three minutes is too much. <laughs> like, what are you insane just like Fitz and And I don't
4: leave, and not only that, but Melly always has to hold back on her thoughts, her feelings. Uh, you know, we've had to argue this with uh, with, with uh, Twitter followers about the intelligence of Melly. She's very intelligent. She took fifth place as a junior world championship uh, shooting the guns, and then she even corrected what's his name with the AK forty seven. She's like, no, A fifteen. Like she's yeah. smart. She knows what she's talking about, but she doesn't really have that opportunity to discuss anything that she's remotely interested in, and she gets to deal with this guy.
1: It's funny because the way you were talking about how she or Andrew's basically feeling voice that Fitz can't provide. There's a very important scene, too, when they were working with the gun lobbies, And then uh, she said that, you know, we can get Fitz to make a speech. Andrew calls Fitz to let him know what's going on. He's like, oh, actually, Mellie came up with the idea. He's like, do you want to talk to her for a moment? Maybe say thank you. Terrible. No. That's but mean. then Andrew said... Fitz wants to thank you for, you know, that. And th- even that little gesture right there, but the line you were talking about, Sophia, um, he said when they were having their banter about gun control, he said, it's a shame, after he pause, it's a shame that he can't see you the way I do. And then I put they make love because I want to imagine their love.
4: When he, when, he says, when, <laughs> when, he, when he says that Fitz says he wants to thank you, Mellie wouldn't buy that.
2: No, I, but there was a. There's but,
4: but hold on, what I'm saying is that when he said that, I felt like that was him saying. I, I felt like he was speaking for himself, not for Fitz saying, "Melly, yeah, thank of you." Course. Not, oh yeah.
2: But oh, do you sorry, think, I but mean, do you think Melly took it as.
4: I think she, took, she it, took it
2: as Andrew saying, saying thank you, thank you, yeah, like, not, I thank you, yeah. And I think it was both because yeah, I think it. there's still a, there's still a part of Melly no matter what that still longs for Fitz's validation. Mm-hmm. So that's why there were those like doe eyes. Those doe, doe eyes were halfway for Andrew, but halfway for like like really like he really said thank you. Well, she wasn't longing
3: for mm-hmm. her last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
3: She wasn't longing for her then. Oh. She, it was steamy.
1: It was, I was steamy happy for Melly. Though. I was so happy I was for like, Melly. Yeah, girl,
3: get it in. Yeah. Because <laughs> this whole time, Fence has been kicking it, hanging out. She
1: ain't
4: had any probably since the baby was born.
1: And if we look at in the past couple of episodes, it's like true. normally they make Melly look a little stiff, like a prude. Yeah. But yeah. recently, like the way her hair has been styled and her demeanor and dress is just.
3: That's how you are when you're around your, your dude. Well, you know? When well. a woman is around her, dude, like the way they were talking when they were drinking, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's a Friday night, mm-hmm. you get some... net. You put the Netflix on, you get the appetizers out, and y'all just home. That's what it's like. That's, that's true, how I am bro. with
1: Real Housewives of Oh <laughs> 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 My God. That's another time, another show. <laughs> um, but Huck and Quinn. Oh, gosh. I don't... This came... What's up?
2: Okay. That, to me... Was the OMG moment. Then You said it. There were a multitude of OMG moments. But literally for me, that, I literally got off my chair, spun around, and literally sat on the floor on the for the floor. remainder of the scene. My I jaw
1: dropped. And Bam then ran back out of the well, and, and
4: I was gonna, yeah. Bam
2: ran out of the room. I, I ran out. He thought there was
4: going to be torture. Yeah, I thought I ran out the room, but I remember last week I did say, you know, Quinn. Oh. No, I totally. I ran and then <laughs> when I didn't hear any like drills, I kind of put my head back in the door to see, and then I was kind of watching a little bit. And yeah, but last week I said, how is it that she goes into OPA? There's no cameras. That. There's no no that. No, there's no anything. Yeah. And then you know Huck. He's a smart guy. He says after the whole debacle with David, I decided to put a camera inside the
1: um, inside the safe. I mean that whole scene. Though, I think the reason Ooh. it was OMG already because they were kissing at the end. Oh, but but I think I think the reason why it was so OMG not just because of that is because it was like lit. It was a Shonda roller coaster because at the beginning of the scene mm-hmm. you thought she was about to die because he's like I've come here basically to kill you, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're going to but. You had to have known, like, I trained you. You had to have known, like, I put a camera there. And then it goes to kiss. I'm like, whoa, whoa. No, but
2: before that, though. What she said. When she spat Uh in his. Oh, no, no, back uh, up. No, but back up. You're right. But she basically was like, you say I'm a gladiator. Then you take it away from me. Now you kind of bring it back. In that moment before she spat on him, I was like, you must be out your mind. Because obviously he's right. Does that make sense? Like, I did train you. So you're asking to, to come back. So stop your whining. I'm bringing you home. Come home. But then when she spat in his face...
1: That was foreplay for her. I (laughs)
2: literally... I was like, oh. okay, I, I I I'm still deciding on that one, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, go ahead, because part of me was like, even though when she was like, oh, are you here for more teeth? I was like, shut up, yeah. Like, I'm team there was a moment, right, right? There was a moment I when she spat on him. No, I no, I was no there, was there was a, when a she spat on him. I was so having it because I was like, yo, like if you going to kill me, kill me. Like I'm tired of this. You yapping at me. I'm tired of you telling me what I can and cannot do. Just kill me, yo. Shut the. Ooh. I
3: was Team Huck when he came out oh from behind God. that IKEA furniture with, the, with that <laughs> toolbox. Tool I was like, "Yo, it's time. Let's go!" Like I was ready for Quinn to go, and, and I then... said I was gonna stop saying, "You know, people <laughs> die." When he showed up behind that that thing, I was like, "Yo, Huck was in there the whole time. I thought it was over."
1: Put that kiss. And when though... she did so,
3: she kiss back.
1: Yes. She did. Oh,
3: no. Did you see? Suggest- I mean, I know what I saw. So they were they were kissing. It was that kiss. It, it was like they were like licking face, like licking mouths. Like <gasps> like it was they were exchanging a kiss. And when you notice when he left, she was touching her, her lips. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in disgust. Yeah, she I agree. She wasn't like. Ugh.
1: They both no, into she that was kinky like stuff.
3: Rubbing her face.
2: No, and I was saying, because at the In end of the memory. day, this whole thing is an addiction for him, right? So not only is it an addiction, he finally gets to share it with someone. So just like he said with Liv, you gave me someone to love, right? Again, we've always wondered, and I think we've said, is that a sisterly type of yeah. love? What kind of love is it? But you put love, and they're not biologically related, right? And now you amp him up right at the point where he can do one of two things, right? He can either kill somebody... Or something else.
1: What, well he, I can't they, really Huck, comment
4: on it because was on not. Huck I didn't
3: Because when she spit on him, he was like and right? he went in for
1: it. I'm telling you, Huck him say that say stuff. him on, man. Pour some blood on me. <laughs>
2: I really like, even though probably next episode I'll say the exact opposite. I really like where they're going with them mm-hmm. because from the beginning of when people were saying Huckleberry Queen or whatever, the slow build of this has been nice. And it went somewhere we never thought it was going to go. We never thought it would go here. That she'd be pushed out of OPA. That he'd pull out her tooth. That he'd basically threaten to kill her and say that I, the only reason I didn't kill you is because... Why did he say he wasn't going to kill or her? Liv? Yeah, because
1: of Yeah, because of Liv. Of Liv. And picking it off that, it's one of those things where in the moment you're like, wait, what the... But then it's like, oh, actually, I don't... I don't think I mind that that much. Well, that might I work. Think that I, I think it may work though.
2: Mm-hmm. And the the problem is, and this is where it gets really tricky. He's better than Charlie.
1: Mm-hmm. Do
2: you know what I mean? It, At it's least I incestuous. trust him. Like it's it's effed up, right? Because it's somewhat incestuous, but do you know what I mean? But it's better than Charlie. I don't. I don't know.
1: Well, we will the, definitely continue that on the okay, Can I just I, 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 give up it? my
3: cold piece real quick? Oh, yes. Oh. My cold piece is Mama Pope for randomly coming out of we nowhere, shooting two people, true. and then they're just leaving. Who Who's cleaning this up? Like,
2: <laughs> Adnan. That's a problem. That's right? why Adnan got That's
3: scared. I want to give it to her because she just Fair came not. out of
1: nowhere. And- Thank you for that. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. It was such That's a true. tiny part of the episode, yeah. which we'll talk about that online, but... I just want, I want them to wrap that part up. Or just tell me where it's going because I need that to. I, I I was originally
4: bored with the whole Mama Pope thing, but now that it's now that she's with Adnan, and then you have Harrison. Um, I think with the next five episodes, I think there'll be another um, very OMG type moment oh yeah, that course. goes with between
1: Adnan Harrison especially and once we see just don't tell us yeah especially once <laughs> she see uh, what she was hired for because we don't know what she was hired for mm-hmm, now that yeah. we see she was hired by Adnan
3: and now Adnan is afraid because mm-hmm. she came into this like she was bossy like she was the boss Harrison uh-huh. was scared of her now she's scared of Mama Pope so I, I
1: think Mama a Pope direction. looked good this episode she had a little bit of swag yeah, she had, well, uh,
3: well
2: I mean not. she just bought her Gucci <laughs> i mean, Gucci. sorry my dork I'm like I mean hello she, had she, had nice she was like long. oh you didn't bring Ivan okay
1: right like jeez well, we're going to talk about that <laughs> and continue discussion online. But, guys, we're going to go into some news and gossip.
0: After Buzz yes. TV News.
1: Okay, I don't know what news and gossip you guys have, but <laughs> this past week I experienced, I'm sure we all did, but I experienced, like, the first earthquake out here that I really felt. And this isn't scandal-related news. This was a scandal to me because when I felt it, I didn't know what was going on. I woke up out of my bed I was like,
2: <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot you haven't lived here long. I have I haven't either. That was the first, but I just have to
1: talk about, did y'all see the news anchor on yes. KTLA? I was actually asleep. I didn't feel I was the sleeping.
2: You didn't. Well, I was okay, sleeping, but no, my no, tower no, no. was swaying. Okay, this is the differences. I've actually lived in Los Angeles for nine years, it was longer than normal. So, for instance, most earthquakes in Los Angeles, or at least in the nine years that I've lived here, and there has been a drought. We haven't had them in a while. It's normally between, like, two and five seconds. This one was 10 to 15. So, imagine there in the universe, right, that all of a sudden, like, you feel, like, for me, what happens is it's almost like the rest of the room is moving. Yes. But you're not moving. Mm-hmm. So, your whole sense of reality is skewed because you're like, wait a minute, I'm not moving, but everything else around me is. Two seconds, you think, oh, maybe that's like a Mack truck or a big truck. Four seconds, you think, what the heck? Ten seconds, you're like,
0: whoa. <laughs> the world is in Right
2: now, yes. I think everyone who, see, who saw the, the news anchor kind of bug out. They thought it was hilarious, and maybe I've lived here too long, and people forget that in set, there are They're huge light, yeah. light fixtures above you, so that is exactly what you're supposed to do, because it would not have been funny if the light fixture right. fell on. Right. Crash say. was it, yeah. It. Even though it was hilarious.
0: hilarious.
1: All right, guys. Do you guys have any news and gossip scandal related?
2: Oh, I mean, this whole... I mean, I'm kind of loving the whole um, scandaloso <laughs> telenovela. You know theme like I think literally the entire world knows that it's scandal Thursday from from uh, from Jimmy Kimmel to um, for all of you fa- fashionistas out there um, I'm a big uh, follower of uh, fashion bomb daily and she always makes sure to mention that it's scandal Thursdays and she does inspirations and all over I mean Pinterest Twitter Instagram people have you know Olivia themed outfits and scandal teenies and so forth and so on so
1: we've come a long way from scandal season one episode six we were sitting here wondering if it was going to get renewed.
2: Right? I still remember when we got the news on air. That was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, guys, oh, let's
0: go into predictions. After right? Buzz TV predictions. All right.
1: Well, um, Kanellia?
2: I predict... Hmm.
3: Let's see. I, again, I'm going... Something is... I don't think David's going to be in a good place <laughs> as by the end of this. You know, I just don't see it. I think that huck and quinn will have a more intimate moment not this was like a passionate like an animal instinct type of thing but i think at some point they're going to have a real some intimacy and i'm not saying sex or you know but i'm saying it's gonna be a real shared moment (laughs) between them two because they left not really Knowing what that was about. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, they didn't talk about it. So I think something is going to progress between
2: Huck and Quinn. And I predict that somehow either the affair with Andrew or the sacrifice that Melly has made is going to come out. Fitz is going to act like a child and he is basically going to demand for Olivia to either run away with him. Or we're going to have the question again of getting divorced and being together. And Olivia is basically going to say no. Because it's going to be out of a place of anger, not actually because he wants to be with her. Um, That's all I have.
4: I'm going to actually disagree with your prediction because from a little bit, from what we saw last week, I think there was a moment where there was this... face-off between Melly and Fitz. And so I'm going to say that although Fitz does not care for uh, Melly the way she would like, when someone steps, invades into your territory, whether if you want that person or not, sometimes you tend to get jealous. So I think that Fitz is going to turn... I think he's going to... He's not going to like it. He's not going to like it. And... Yeah, I feel like it's gonna show Fitz what he's missing, and then it will have to go through this whole thing again. Where now he'll he'll get with Melly for a little while, and he'll leave Fitz. I mean, he'll leave Olivia alone, and and we'll we'll go that to, to that low cycle again. But um, and then I'm unsure what's gonna now happen with Cyrus now that James is gone. Is he gonna get a heart attack? Is his nerves gonna go bad? Does he need pills? Or will he go forward? That's just a random question. I'm not sure. but um,
1: I predict that this is going to somehow make Cyrus stronger. Um, this isn't a prediction. I'm just happy that we're finally going to meet the kids next week. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. After all this time. And, yeah, agree with Cornelia. I think that uh, we're going to see something intimate happen between Huck and Quinn. Um, and, yeah, and I'm just excited that I'm passionate about this show again. This was... This oh, was a great episode And I feel like it's been leading It wasn't, didn't feel forced, it felt natural It felt like old scandal again um, And just great episode So where can we find you guys? Bam Erickson
2: You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley
3: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Cornelia, Cornelia.com for all things
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on social media at Emil it's Jr. and YouTube at Chasing LA guys it was a pleasure as always make sure you join us here next week same time same place so we can enjoy the last few episodes of Scandal season 3 together oh from um, executive producers Maria Menounos <laughs> Kevin Undergaro <laughs> I Sweet need to say Emil, go ahead entire- I was just going to say uh, if you haven't make sure you check out Maria Menounos' new show Chasing Maria on Oxygen and also we are going to have a special guest next week